0: Meneker. So I have Will. How are you, Will? I'm doing great. You know, kicking off the, you know, it's always that awkward thing. How do I start? Oh, I'm talking now. I have to start saying something, you know, so it's good to have a little patter prepared. It's your job. I mean, you do that. Yeah, I'm the the point guard, the leadoff hitter, the quarterback, the leader, the one that's better
1: than the rest of my co-hosts, you know, whatever you want to say. I'm that guy. I feel weird doing it, like, because I haven't done it in a very long, like, I never did it on Street Fight ever. So, like, I, like, on most of the shows I host are bonus shows. And I just, like, start it by saying, like, you're on Patreon. I don't need to fucking tell you what you're listening to. <laughs> starting, a, start, starting a podcast,
0: it's that same level of awkwardness where, like, if you're being filmed or on television and you don't know what to do with your hands, like the Ricky Bobby thing. It's like starting a podcast feels the same way. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what words to say to kick things off. You guys but, have
1: been Oh, so, go. No, I was going to say
0: but uh, I will say it is uh, great to uh, to be with you here now. Back it on is. Street
1: Fight. It is. I love having you on here, but I always like wait because you know, I don't want to like be like hey Let's have will on every month because I feel like we'd burn it out, but it's the <laughs> most fun show. I mean, they're so fucking fun these shows, and we've been doing them for like fuck. now we've probably been doing them for like at least four years. yeah, I'm this is where sure.
0: this is where the magic all started for for me at least. And um, actually, I, I have a, a sort of a special way to uh, to kick off our episode here. I am broadcasting to you uh, live from a special secret, undisclosed location that I'm going to disclose right now. It's uh, just Virgil's apartment. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at Virgil's apartment. I'm here all alone. I'm here by myself. I, we just recorded Champo. They have gone out to uh, to eat and uh, do their thing. I'm sticking behind, and I'm doing this because I just moved, and I don't have the internet of in my new space yet. So I'm, I'm piggybacking Virgil's internet to uh to broadcast with you here tonight but uh virgil has another little treat uh you can see me on the video right i can't we're we both well, okay have our all videos. right well, I, well I, again the listeners won't so i don't know why i even brought that up but uh <laughs> uh i have uh virgil has uh, some whippets here oh
1: he's got, hell he's yeah. got
0: some uh, nitrous so uh he's got like the cool like uh you know device for doing them uh and i think i'm just going to start off the show by doing a whippet Uh, on street fight it seems like a very street fight thing to do i I have not done these in like since ninth grade probably (laughs) yeah we're gonna do do a little experiment but i I want uh i want to consult with you what should i say in the funny voice uh
1: when i'm done you think you'll remember it when you uh yeah yeah i think so oh man i don't know what to say something like uh Fuck. I'm trying to think that you right. you, say right. something. Okay, here we go. Uh,
0: street fight, uh, whip it. Take one.
1: I haven't done whippets since I was a teen. And when I did them, I ran my head through a fan. So not <laughs> like a fan of the show, but. Hi Joker.
0: <laughs> I am in a world of shit
1: god are you feeling pretty good right now it's so hard to yeah okay I'm, I'm getting the feel the the sort of the head feel yeah there it goes oh. <laughs> Woo! those things are fucking crazy man yeah <laughs> you know Woo! we have uh we have this uh they're from Cleveland. They're like a pro wrestling tag team that it, like listens to the show and does it sometimes. And they drove here to do the uh, Colin show one night and they had whippets and they were just like, I mean like not even really smoking weed or anything, <laughs> just fucking doing whippets.
0: Well, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've warned Virgil, you know, not to get too into them. Cause I was like, Hey, you know, they're fun and everything, but you don't want to end up like Steve-O. You know, <laughs> Steve-O went a little too hard into the whippets and uh, look what, look what happened to
1: him. I know people, I have actually knew people that were like super into like they would always have a tank in their car. Like they would drive around with uh, with a nitrous oh, so, like, tank.
0: Not so they could do Fast and Furious type shit, just so that they could uh, get gnawed up at the, you know, just sitting at a stoplight.
1: Yeah, it's like fish people, like are really, <laughs> yeah. really into it.
0: that's yeah like the hippie mafia right like that was their whole thing was just selling balloons at festivals and shit like that and i never knew
1: that that was such a big it's a weird subculture but it is all among jam band shit right yeah brett and i just went and saw ween recently which is kind of in that world Mm -hmm. like somebody gave us free tickets and like people always make fun of fish and stuff like that but like ween is different obviously but fuck man like like you know, you guys do live shows yeah. like <laughs> the whole time we were there, the entire time, everybody in that place was standing up and looking right at the fucking stage. And it was just like, God damn, to have that kind of attention. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was aware of
0: Fish before I went to college, but I really had to go to college to like learn about the whole jam band phenomenon because it was a thing that I had no exposure to growing up in New York
1: at all. There can't and I, be a lot of jam band, yeah. Fix. Actually, I, they do do a huge show there, though, don't they? On like New Year's every year, fish. Yeah,
0: I thought that was the Almond Brothers. I don't know. Mm. They do, no, they do the Beacon. Anyway, uh, I'm sure they. Do, I'm sure they do do shows in New York, but it just like among high school kids, that was like just not like a thing that people were into. And then I got to college and found out about all these other, you know, the string cheese incidences, the the mows. <laughs> The, the All kinds of, uh, you know, and, you know, I can never really get into it because, like, I, I just I want songs to be like three minutes tops, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't want a 20 minute like mandolin solo in the middle of a song,
1: you know? Well, we get like like we were just talking about this recently on the call in show and uh, there's this like leftist black metal group that just released like an anti-Nazi album, which are, they're actually going to be on the show soon. Brett's going to interview them, but like uh, they released like this, like anti-Nazi album that was like, I, I can't remember the name. I can't do it. But we were talking about how, like, I can't listen to black metal because like, I can't listen to any music without a hook and a chorus. I was never <laughs> like that and fucking call it, or I was never like that in high school. And I wasn't like that after I got out, but basically you're right, like two and a half to three minutes, and if it's got guitars, it has to have like a catchy <laughs> hook you know
0: uh the the Rolling Stones can't you hear me knocking like that, that that that's pushing it, but I can still fuck with that.
1: yeah, yeah. I went through a Mars Volta phase though, which is like pretty jam bandish, but I think what fucked it up was I saw them live, and they seemed like huge chodes on stage. <laughs> <laughs> It was like get mad at the audience. If the audience started getting rowdy, they'd be like, well, this isn't music to mosh to, okay? It's like. How do you get mad at people for being too enthusiastic at one of your shows? Well, I'll tell you this story. Um, you know who David Allen Coe is? Oh, of course. Classic racist country music. <laughs> well, my wife
0: was <laughs> some a huge- of the great Some great songs and racism being done by uh, David Allen
1: Coe. He did have like a lot of huge hits, but he did also have the racist songs, which <laughs> makes it kind of uncomfortable to be into him, I guess. But he sings the kind of country music that I like. Like it's hard for not racist, but like the honky tonk type. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And uh, we went to go see him for my wife's birthday one year because she was super in. She was like really into him when she was in high school. Like, And uh, he, he fucking was like playing this song. He actually he covered Uncle Cracker, which I thought was like a really weird <laughs> fucking experience. <laughs> but uh, this fucking like everybody in the VIP section in the front rows, they were like fucking sitting down. They were all in a biker gang. They were all wearing like biker cuts, which that doesn't mean they're in a gang. That could <laughs> that could mean they're like doing cosplay too, like the Sons of Anarchy fans are like that. Yeah. But this fucking, there was just one other person, there was a like a real nerdy couple. One of those like, you know, those nerdy guys that are like really, really into blues and like country music. And uh, they fucking got up and he started playing a song. They got up and started dancing together in the VIP section and he fucking stopped the show and told them this ain't music to dance to. I'm a singer songwriter. I don't make dance music. You need to sit down and he made him sit back down (laughs) that must have been crushing to experience that yeah well i mean it was funny to me because it was just a really like it was so fucking weird that somebody would even like get that mad like i'm so excited to get a fucking reaction at all when i'm standing on stage so for him to be like so fucking jaded that that pissed him off he also Fucking like sucked, and he only played like half of every song, and then quit before the end. <laughs> uh, speaking of our favorite subject, uh, the the Sons of
0: Anarchy and uh, the Sons of Anarchy Rebel Motorcycle Club Redwood Original, I, I did see a very funny thing on my uh, on my new block uh, this week, and I thought of you. What uh, I saw a guy. It was a it was a car that had a decal on the back window that was uh, the Sons of Anarchy, the classic Reaper logo. But it said like New York chapter. And I was like, well, this is really stretching it, you know. Uh <laughs> th- there was never any New York uh, you know, chapter of the Sons of Anarchy on the show. But this guy is just like, yep, no, I'm I'm repping and I'm repping the Sons, Sam Crow here on the East Coast on the back of my, you know, Honda SUV. <laughs> and then he got out of the car and he had a shirt, he had a T, he was read a t-shirt that like, you know, in old English letters, like that affliction shit on the front, just said something like, fuck. I forget exactly what it was, but I think I think it said abusers get no respect. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> so I, I love I him coming out of his Sons of Anarchy minivan and just like, you know, putting putting that message out into the world. Like, hey, I'm a tough guy, but uh, abusers. No.
1: Yeah. No, the Sons of Anarchy didn't abuse at all. No, they, they never all. did yeah, anything all. wrong they Never did anything bad. They were <laughs> the good guys. They were were unjustly persecuted. (laughs) Do you remember how fucking, like, that last season, like, Jax was legitimate, like, probably killed at least 40 people for no fucking reason at all. (laughs) I remember on,
0: like, I think maybe it was even the second to last season, or maybe it was the last season, the pilot episode, and this was when the show was, like, really running on fumes, and I think this episode may have been, like, jump the shark even more than the Ireland plot line in season three. Um, okay. No. Okay. So it, it begins where it's just like, you know, things are going on and charming or whatever. And Jax is like motorcycling around town. And he keeps seeing this like kid that you've never seen before. This like, you know, blonde looking lonely kid. And you're like, well, what the hell's going on here? Is this going to pay off? And then at the end of the episode, like the kid, takes one of Sam Crow's like tech nines that his like junkie mother stole from one of their warehouses, walks into his school and blows away like 15 kids. So the, 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 the show, like the, the pilot episode, that's where it's setting the stakes up. Like, yep. They're, (laughs) yep. They're, they're responsible for a school shooting.
1: Yeah. They, that show, The Mayans, starts in September. Coming
0: soon. I got to come back on for that, man. We got to do the pilot episode of that for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. fucking definitely. I'm so excited f- for there to be, like, new Sam lore.
0: <laughs> oh, I need the, the Sutterverse. We Like, there's not – we need to return to the Sutterverse.
1: What has he been doing? Like, it's been so long since I've seen well, anything of his.
0: You know, there was The Bastard Executioner, which was, you know, not a hit. To, no. uh, <laughs> to put it lightly, <laughs> that was a uh, sort of a sort of a disaster, you know, where he was like, yeah, I'm going to do a show set in the the middle ages, but with all the same shit that I'm normally into. Uh, so, yeah, that was a disaster. And I'm sure like it cost like a zillion dollars to make. And but, you know, he's a fighter. You get knocked down, you get back up again. And he's just like, I'm going back to what people love. I'm going back to the world of motorcycle gangs
1: yeah but maybe this time was, it's
0: about it's about the mexican gang so it's like maybe he's trying to atone a little bit for the uh sort of uh white male criminal fantasy that uh he helped uh,
1: inculcate with uh sons of anarchy there's gonna be so many of those same white dudes walking around with mayans <laughs> <laughs> like, they're all gonna join the mayans now <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's like the thing that brett and i have noticed is that like the there was a period where it was like min minion shirts mm-hmm. and like the walking dead yeah sons of anarchy and shit like that and now that's all been completely replaced by deadpool he is like there is so much fucking deadpool streetwear and like custom clothes, and everywhere the, we the go, de- the
0: Deadpool like New Era fitted. You know, <laughs> yeah. did you see the Marvel Infinity War uh, New Era special edition? No, I did. Yeah, it was a gold hat that had like different colored gems on each one of like the the panels. You know what <sighs> I mean? Oh my god! Can it you? It was I- it was cool. <laughs>
1: I, I got I popped ten just so I could have them fresh all the time. I mean, there are so many people just wearing Marvel clothes, but I think Deadpool's different from like, they're like the people that wear Deadpool clothes seem cool, like <laughs> in a way. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I I I can't believe how much of it they sell now, though, and how like people will just have pants with like Deadpool over and over again, like a Deadpool pattern on them. Well, Deadpool is. He's
0: the Joker of the Marvel universe. You know, that like Marvel has lapped DC in, in, in terms of its pop culture cachet and, and money and movies and everything. Uh, but the one thing they're lacking is that they, there's no Joker. <laughs> you know, and the, the Joker is like, that's what's keeping DC hanging on is the That's possibility so of more Joker and Deadpool is really like Marvel's Joker. He's, he's the twisted one. He sort of pierces, he pierces the fourth wall and he kind of, uh, he's not afraid to take comic book culture, you know, down a peg or two. Yeah. I was, I think it was on Town recently. They were talking about, uh, someone who was in recovery said, uh, the Joker is very important to the sober community. And there's all of these, like, we we started looking at all of these, like, sobriety memes that feature uh, the Heath Ledger Joker, where it's like, you know, be an alcoholic for 20 years, and no one bats an eye. Tell people you're sober, and it's like, the world has gone insane, (laughs) you know? Because it's like, I think they feel like, and I was trying to figure out, like, what is it about the Joker that, like, resonates so much with uh, people in recovery? And I just think, like, I don't know. Like they feel they have that 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 twisted fig, that, that you know that tw- sardonic twisted figure inside of them that like now that like they're not drinking anymore, they're more aware of maybe or it's I don't know, their, their twistedness needs to find some expression in ways other than uh, drinking or drugs, I guess.
1: The, yeah, and the, you know the other weird thing is that they're really into, this is just something I just noticed it may have been going on forever, but Marilyn Monroe with tattoos is is something that you see on a lot of those <laughs> like keep the plug in the jug is the uh is the page i go to for rehab means but it'll be like marilyn monroe with tattoos and be like we all make mistakes sometimes but those are what makes us the most powerful or beautiful <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well is because marilyn monroe obviously you know died because of uh drugs so is, it, is this is a, re- is it a reminder to uh then well, do you think the, the Marilyn Monroe
1: ta- yeah if she hadn't died she would have definitely got a bunch of tattoos that's for sure <laughs> but I, I i like uh i love those like rehab memes i i will look through those quite a bit i don't like i don't do the like going and finding stuff on facebook anymore because my fucking the algorithm fucked my news feed up like my news feed is all Oh like, really? So
0: like when they, when, they, when when Zuckerberg announced like you know we're cleaning up our act, we're making it so our, you know our algorithm will not show you like the. Uh, the the dumbest, most uh, mind uh, destroying uh, bile and garbage imaginable. That really fucked up your Facebook feed, didn't it?
1: Well, that part of it, but the other thing is listeners finding me on Facebook, and then uh, okay. so it just is like you're a leftist, you can't hide it, you know. <laughs> but like, I still can see stuff if I like. But a lot of those pages did disappear. A lot of the like, arrest Obama for treason now, which was one that I <laughs> love. <laughs>
0: yeah that's that's good uh god what were some other what were some other really good ones of those facebook groups
1: you were uh, you would always find the australian tea party was australian always tea
0: party that was the classic one they were uh, uh irate that they thought uh
1: subway was adopting halal standards in australia yeah yeah they would fucking be what well, one subway did and they would be so fucking mad about it like every day all day it was so fucking weird. I'm I'm looking to see, and I haven't seen this in a long time on my feed. But for the comical conservative, comical conservative, uh, let me ask you this: Have you, uh,
0: This is like a. Do you follow um, conservative grandpa on Instagram?
1: No, I need to
0: do are that. You, I are you familiar with? Okay, like, see if you can look it up right now. It's a. It's one of these things where, like, either it could be a bit that someone's doing that's like a parody of like a really shittily done, like conservative, like sort of newspaper comic strip, or it could be the genuine article. I sort of don't really care because I think it's hilarious either way. And it's just like these single panel comics featuring basically clip art. You know, like there's like the same crudely drawn figures sort of copied and pasted in different, in different ways, but it'll just be like, the conservative grandpa, like the, the, there's no punchlines. There's sort of like sometimes there's plots about how his friend becomes Antifa and then uh, is rehabilitated by him. But it'll just be single panels with the conservative grandpa just saying things like the left is out to silence and intimidate their opponents. Support Donald Trump, our great president. Like,
1: and that's <laughs> it. I mean, I have a lot of conservative grandpas like, in my family right now. Okay, I'm looking at it. I don't I can't tell. I mean, I am going to have to follow this for a while to figure out if it's real. Like Democrat it's mayor's he, prevent the police from arresting violent left-wing antifa thugs. Vote Republican. He's really
0: he's really into like antifa stuff. Really afraid of of yeah, of a uh, violent left-wing thugs. There's a hamster in some of them. But again, it's not drawn. It's just like a, a photo of a hamster that he's copied and pasted and added some text to.
1: Um so this one looks so fucking real. This one is one that makes me think it's real because he says, I believe in country over party. That's why I vote Republican. Uh <laughs> there's and not and like the, a joke there. And there's like another that. one that's uh it's I'm looking at one right now. It's
0: it's it's again a figure that I'm sure this person didn't draw because it's a completely different um illustrative style than everything else there it's basically a drawing of a guy in a wheel who's sort of sitting in a wheelchair with like a black fedora on. And then there's just a giant text bubble. that says LeBron James isn't very bright. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. And again, like I'm just trying to imagine if you could come across this and then immediately pick it up and get it and relate to it. Like how utterly stewed in conservative media, your brain must be to like, I mean, that's probably why I get it. You know, I expose myself to this shit on a regular basis. But, yeah.
1: Um, My father-in-law in- just moved back this year, and he was in Florida in the, the biggest uh retirement community in oh, the Oh, was country. he in the villages? Yeah, he was in the villages.
0: Oh, we did an episode about the villages.
1: And he came back, like – fucking crazy conservative. Like, like he came back and he was like using the N word <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> conversations with me. And no, when he was left, he had voted for Obama. I think he voted for Obama twice. And Jesus. then he came back, and he is just like he voted for Obama twice. And the thing that he said when he came back that fucking blew my mind beyond like any of the other stuff was that like he was like uh, started talking about something, and then he was like, I mean, who even really knows if he was born here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, we, we we did an episode of the villages because there was a big article in
0: Politico that was like a basically this very long, very well reported piece. It was just basically a portrait of this. Just surreal community in Florida. It's this, this like it's like a city. It's huge, but it's also like a gated retirement community. And the the you know the the bubble to use a dumb cliche that we hear all the time now that these people live in is staggering. And they talk to these people who are like, you know, basically they never have to leave the, the compound. They get everything catered to them. But like this one guy was like, yeah, you know, I I, I never leave my house or get in my car without my you know Beretta. Glock and like, you know, it goes everywhere armed because he's like, yeah, it's really dangerous out there. And yeah, they, yeah, they like, they think that Antifa is going to come like, you know, kick down their door any second. <laughs> I and just, I just think it's because it's like, it just, I, it's obviously because it's, you know, they're, they're brought up in and exposed to a insane paranoid reactionary worldview. But also I think it's just a way of entertaining yourself when you're old, mm-hmm. you know? It's a way yeah. of keeping your mind active instead of just completely atrophying. Is inventing these elaborate and ridiculous
1: scenarios and trying to prepare for them. That's true. I mean, he like, I'm, I I was so shocked with how much he changed as a person when he like when he got back here from there. Like, I couldn't I couldn't fucking believe that like he went from where he was when he lived here and had to talk to normal people. But you don't. Like all they talk to is other people in that place, and yeah. all of them watch Fox News all day. They and never stop. One
0: hundred percent, just like MAGA, Donald Trump, make America. You know, just a hundred percent on board. They love Trump. They like they they, they like him. Be- nothing better than to see Trump on the TV and uh, you know talk about how he's uh, you know fighting the the bad the evil people.
1: Right. It's just. Uh, like the stuff I see about that, the, like the stuff I see, because that's what I was trying to figure out yesterday, right? Like, so yesterday this news came out that Trump is basically the EPA is like, use all the asbestos you want. <laughs> Do you remember Trump had a uh, a quote a long time
0: ago, like well before he was president that was lamenting that uh, 9-11 happened or like the Twin Towers burned so quickly because there wasn't enough asbestos in them? Oh, my God. Yeah, this guy, he loves asbestos because he's, you know, he's a crooked uh, real estate guy in New York. Yeah. So he he thinks asbestos is like, you know, like magical. And he probably thinks the fact that it causes, you know, cancer or whatever is uh, a lie or it's just, you uh, you know,
1: whiny environmentalists making it up or something. Well, he hears about it from the worst fucking like person, like contractors, who yeah, can't like, use asbestos probably, anymore. Yeah, well, the mob in New York, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so yesterday here, I don't know if you've been, I, I, I wouldn't get, I don't even think you would be following this, but did you hear about the Ohio 12th District election <laughs> yesterday that people are freaking out about?
0: No, no, tell me. I'm sure Virgil would
1: know, but uh, fill me in. There's um, there was a special election to replace Pat Berry's seat, wherever that is. I don't know, but uh, there was a special election, and the Republican. It was a Republican versus a Democrat, and I believe that they have to do this election again in November. This is just a temporary, like s- stopgap before the actual election, and uh, the Republican won, of course. Because it was like all, it wasn't, it was like a, a, a weird district drawn around the suburbs of Columbus. And then it comes right into the city for like a second, like f- for like probably 20 miles. So, so basically what they did was they drew the district to have a little piece of the city so that the city can't all be together. And then the suburbs on the outside. And I got up today and there were these co- comedians like fired up about the fucking Green Party taking votes. And that was what cost the Democrats the election.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. No, I, I, it's like you. I woke up this morning and I saw all these people being like, Green Party, it's you really enough? You can't keep doing this, you know? And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? The election was like a year ago. <laughs> but no well, I, they're still talking so what, like about like 60 that anyway. 60 people voted for the green party in this uh, ohio special election and like that's why the republican won yeah
1: a bunch of oh, wacky, right ramble.
0: right, right yeah that
1: fucking the republican won not like the way the district's drawn it's, it doesn't have anything yeah, to do with yeah, it, the yeah, way yeah. the district was drawn by republicans so republicans could win <laughs> to just the it's it's like uh the the the, when the whole fucking system is that fucked where like basically they just negate urban votes so that like because that's all that was was they they like the way columbus is drawn is it's like a bunch the inside of the city is a bunch of different congressional districts and then they're all connected to the rural and the suburbs and like the thing about it is i can get being like oh it's it's poor white hillbillies that are voting for Donald Trump. But like the the line, the, the line of this district is like upper middle class people, you know, middle class and upper middle class people that like own businesses and moved out of the city and live in the exurbs. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking frustrating that like those people get to be like Trump people without without getting yelled at at all. You know, it doesn't feel yeah, like
0: Yeah, exactly. And, it, you know, like whatever, like, uh, you know, the, the stereotypical, you know, poor or rural white trash person who loves Donald Trump and hates liberals. It's like, are they reachable if, if, if someone had a political campaign that, uh, you know, spoke to an economic populism or their material concerns, I don't know, maybe some of them are, but the point is they're someone like that would be way more likely to vote for a good uh, socialist or left wing candidate than any one of these suburban Republicans are. And the Democrats' whole strategy right now is trying to uh, take away like the the decent Republicans. you know that's what they tried in 2016. They're like, we're gonna get the the good, moderate suburban Republicans who are like middle and upper class. And I'm like, dude, that is such that is such a loser. You're never gonna shake those people out of the Republican Party. It's impossible. Yes. It's it's impossible. Like, and yeah, I know they tried it in 2016 and they're going to try as hard as possible to do it again because, uh, the alternative, which is, you know, running candidates or on a platform of, um, yeah. Economic redistribution or, um, you know, material, uh,
1: you know, material concerns, uh, they're not going to do. I mean, like I, I, I saw last week that like Kamala Harris was like, your rent shouldn't be more than 30% of right. your income and we'll give a tax cut to pay for that 30%. And I was like, just imagine if they just gave you like anything above that 30% yeah. every yeah. fucking month. Exactly. Know? Because they, I mean like this is, this is what the Democrats do. This is what they, all they have
0: to offer people, all they have to offer the people who vote for them or people who are hurting or could, you know, you know, use help, whether it be for job or healthcare or anything like that, all these obvious things, they can't just get, they can never just be like, make it easy or just give people what they're asking for, which is like, let's say for instance, a national healthcare system. They can never do that. Like all they can offer to assuage these terrible problems created by capitalism in people's everyday lives is like, yeah, a tax credit or just something where you have to like you know, fill out forms and keep track of every, you know, uh, you know, all your, you know, save all your receipts and then add them into this chart and then tally up a column Y. And they just like, they make it as annoying. And like the, literally the only people who have the wherewithal or enjoy filling out forms are the people who create these fucking policies. And like nobody, like it doesn't mean anything to anyone else. Like, yeah, exactly. Just give, the people what they want. You can just give people health care or money to pay their rent. Well, why, why the fuck? Do, why that. is it always, it's always, it's always about taxes. You always have to get it back uh, through some sort of tax credit or whatever. Fucking doing taxes sucks. <laughs> i fucking. Thinking I, like, about I, taxes I, I sucks.
1: <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, thinking about them sucks. Oh, like even just, worst. I don't want you bringing them up. Like you couldn't like, fucking do I anything should, else.
0: I know, like, I know people complain about taxes all the time, and like, that's the big thing. Oh, you know, uh, it'd be nice to have uh, single payer health care, but you know, taxes—we gotta raise people's taxes. Nobody <laughs> wants to pay taxes. You know, that's the big—that's the big line. And I honestly think most people would be fine paying more taxes if instead of doing your taxes, you just got like an email from the government being like, "Hey, uh, this is what you owe us for this year. Just click this box to pay it." Or set yeah. up a payment plan. It's the figuring everything out. It's the tallying up everything you've done and keeping track of it and all the deductions and all the fucking forms. Like that that's what people hate about
1: taxes. Or at least that's make, what I hate
0: about taxes.
1: Well, the, yeah, they make me feel like I'm getting ripped off and they always have, like from the beginning. It's like I feel like there's a right way to fill out this form to get like a maximum amount of money back for a refund or pay yeah. the least amount for taxes. I don't fucking know that. I'm not going to hire somebody and trust that they can do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again,
0: like if it were just easy, like again, same with voting, you know, like it should be easier to do all
1: this stuff, but, um, it's not for very good reasons that, um, I think we're all aware of <laughs> Well, we, we did a story once on this show about how H and R block actually lobbies to make the taxes more difficult. Oh, like yeah. Her, oh yeah. Like all these lobbies like turbo tax and stuff like that. They're the ones that spend a bunch of money and are like, let's not simplify this stuff. Then we don't get to make any money. But, um, yeah, the, the other thing that happens is the Republicans like do give money when they have power, like they figure out a way, That like, cause like uh, earlier, like right after that tax bill came out, all the businesses in the country's hand out, handed out fucking thousand dollar bonuses and shit and said, this is because of our new tax windfall. It's like, you just, they put that money like in all these people's hands. And of course they're like, yeah, Trump like is, you know, Trump got me a thousand dollars. It doesn't matter how fucking ripped off you're getting. If somebody hands you a thousand dollars, you're going to fucking like them.
0: Right. Or like, why is it so hard to like every, you know, again, back to the issue of uh, Medicare for all, which I guess is becoming more of a thing or, you know, a possibility at least as a political issue, you know, the, again, the knock on it is like, Hey, people want it, but, you know, they're, you're going to have to raise their taxes and nobody wants to pay the taxes. Like how hard would it be to make the argument that like, yeah, your, your taxes are going to be raised to pay for this, but you'll be paying far less in deductibles and health insurance that it'll be, you'll net gain. You'll be gaining money. Like why not pay a little bit more in taxes so that you don't have to pay $4,000 for healthcare right that seems like I mean it that, that seems pretty obvious to me I mean I don't know like it's it's just, just, it's just the idea of taxes it's like you know that's my money that the government's taking whereas all of them like health insurance is so stupid it is so stupid yeah. I don't get it at all like and it's so so goddamn expensive uh for something that you don't most people don't use or don't want to use or wish they didn't have to begin with People yeah. just want to see the doctor. Like people just want to be taken care of when they're sick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's so hard to even convince somebody like if you talk to a conservative type person here, it's like, "No, you would like just go to the doctor and get taken care of. You wouldn't be like filling out a ton of forms or anything like that. It would be so much fucking easier." To not have to just do universal health care and like the Democrats do that thing a lot of times, too, where they're like, how are we going to replace those jobs? And I'm like, we can't like just we can't like not ever do anything about anything because jobs will be gone. We need to, you know,
0: or or exactly like the money question. It's never a question that's asked when like the shoe is on the other foot of like, oh, let's just start a war. Like nobody asks, like, well, how are we going to pay for it, or if we're going to, like, you know, put some other industry out of work, or just, uh, you know, kill every union in the country. Nobody asks, oh, well, well, where are those jobs going to go?
1: It's only in these
0: like very specific circumstances where it, you know, makes where it's an excuse for not doing something good. There's like always, there's always always money for the
1: trillions of dollars for fucking war in the Pentagon or whatever. Right, there's always money to keep the DEA running.
0: Yeah, like, like I, I'm thinking back to, like, the, the lead-up to the Iraq War. A question never debated on television at all, ever, was um, where's all the money for this going to come from? Yeah. It, it was just it's, sort of assumed, like, as written. You know, oh, like, yeah, we've authorized all this money.
1: It's in it's in the budget, you know? Yeah. We, I they, Like... Nobody said they're gonna have to raise our taxes so that we can go to this war. Like, well, gonna they
0: didn't raise the rent. taxes. They just spent it. They just spent the fucking money, which is what they can and should do, uh, but just for different priorities.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they are like uh, the the whole like um, the whole thing is set up for like punishment. It's all fucking punishment. Like, if there's punishment to be doled out the government can do it and people can't figure out why people fucking hate the government. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why don't people trust the government to do things? And I'm like, cause the only thing the fucking government does is punish people. That's it. I just sort of was like health insurance or taxes or like all these things
0: in the sort of neoliberal dystopia is like all about, you know, think of the Obamacare website where you're like, you know, oh, it's like it's really neat. You can like, you know, compare all these different plans and like, you know, shop in the within your network. And, you know, it's like supposed to be great for consumers or whatever. And it's just like, I don't I really think like the people who come up with these policies can't conceive of a person who's like, I don't want to do that shit. That's that's <laughs> boring. That's boring. <laughs> Fuck that. I just want to like I'll pay more. But like I just use like it's like a tax on my time. I'll pay a little extra if I don't have to think about this bullshit.
1: You know what I mean? You're exactly right too that like there can't there can't be like a wide support like there's not a bunch of people that like to fill out forms. It's just all the people that are in power don't mind filling out. Oh,
0: they love it because they're all like psychopathic dorks who like, you know, think, you know, saving a few hundred dollars on their taxes is like a big achievement. Or they like, don't understand. Like you just can't understand why, you know, Oh, like, well, everyone should be saving for their retirement, you know? And like, you know, just all this, like, uh, you know, yeah, everyone has to be their own personal money manager and shit. And it's just like, I would take less money if the money I did have, you know, went further or I just was able to,
1: <laughs> get the things that I, ne- you know, you need to have a life. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they get they could hand it out, and they there's so much.
0: Oh, like, they could Demo- hand it
1: out ten times over to every single fucking person in this country. Well, it feels like the Democrats are actually. I mean, they're re- they've they've gotten to the point where they uh, seem against like giving any money to anybody. To me, like the vibe I get from them often. Is that like, they think they have failed if they have to give people money, which they've just been, I mean, they haven't been bullied in, but Republicans have kind of rhetorically like backed them into this weird corner (laughs) where they can't say, we're just going to give people money because if they fucking did that, they would win every time. Like, I don't know what I don't know, like, what the thing is, because Republicans will buy your fucking vote, but it doesn't seem like the Democrats are willing to pay for your vote.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess they think that that's like, you know, uncouth or not what politics is about or whatever. But um, I think they should reach back to the the great uh, de- machine uh, Democrat, Democratic machines of the uh, early twentieth century, who absolutely would buy people's votes, but and were, of course, all criminals and corrupt but uh it was a different kind of corruption that actually did deliver constituent services which is not really done now you could actually get a pothole fixed in your neighborhood even though the guy was you know uh fixing it was part of
1: like the you know irish mafia or whatever i'm cool with that though i don't care if criminals are doing shit i mean they got to do something at least they're helping (laughs) (laughs) I never got the rap against the unions that were like, oh, they, they work with the mob. It's like, the mob gets shit done.
0: Well, not real. I mean, I, mean, I don't know, maybe not in New York, or at least if, when it comes to construction or building anything. They mostly
1: just uh, steal and uh, do bad work on everything. It feels like they put... Well, I guess they don't put money in people's pockets. Like, Not really.
0: They put money no, they in their don't. own in pockets their own. and they yeah. steal money
1: from everyone else. You know, you're right. You're right. So, you
0: know, mafias are generally pretty bad, uh, as is all organized crime. I was just thinking more in the uh, the vein of yeah, like the the criminal machine politician that was you know a stereotype of the you know early into mid 20th century and before yeah. that, it was like oh, they were ludicrous, ludicrously corrupt, but it was a different model of politics that was based on uh, you know the the votes of the people that you served in the community that, that you served you know so like you your corruption had had some sort of social benefit whereas I feel now uh, all the corruption is legal it's all been legalized but it's like no nobody is benefiting from it save for you know lobbyists and corporations and uh, it's just become like an, a complete oligarchy whereas like I'd prefer, A you know, to bring back graft of a certain kind, if it would, uh, you know, benefit the people who actually voted for these criminals, the good now, but now people get nothing, they get nothing in return, they get you know, or get tax credits to buy
1: you know, uh, a solar powered scooter or something like that. Or you look at something like, like Kratom, that like they want to, like, they're gonna take time to make something like that illegal, but not like they don't have time like they have all the time and resources to make things worse for people and none of it to make things better that's it, it's it's fucking frustrating but uh well
0: yeah i mean you talk about uh uh kamala harris but like yeah just the other day like a similar line uh where she was talking about the uh the ice uh child detention centers and these uh you know uh jaw-dropping stories that came out about you know child Rape and abuse being carried out by the guards at these facilities just the most unspeakable sadism and just horrible. Like, destroy this country right now, as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, her response to that is like, you know, this is an outrage, this is a human rights abuse, this must not stand. This is why I'm proposing legislation that will have greater oversight of ICE, and like, you know, we need just. We need better oversight of ICE. We need to talk to their managers, vote for the Democrats. We are going to run the child uh, prisons more efficiently and more humanely than the Republicans will. Yeah. Like, like that really sums up their pitch. Like that is the Democratic Party message down the line. Vote right. For us, no- we will have the well-managed, you know, clean and uh, rape-free uh child prisons where we uh put uh refugees trying to come into this country.
1: Yeah. Well, they don't they don't I don't know. They don't like really believe in taking care of people from outside of these borders. Like that's something the Democrats they don't fucking really promise at all. <laughs> so they're just got they're like I feel like they're gonna make a new ICE instead of abolishing it. Like I, I feel like during this next election, I think there's a few things that are gonna happen in the next election, and one of them, the Democrats will like either talk about reforming ICE or they'll probably give speeches about like how not everybody in ICE is bad; it's just (laughs) a few bad apples.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like like they'll create it. (laughs) They'll create some new agency that ICE is absorbed into, but essentially. The you know fifty state Gestapo dragnet that's just like pulling people out of emergency rooms and their child's graduations
1: will uh, essentially continue. Yeah, yeah, and and like they uh they aren't offering like uh, the the other thing I think is going to happen is and th- this is just uh, I'm just guessing, but I think that Trump is going to beat the Democrats to the punch with legalizing weed. Like, I think he is going to take that away from them. That would be interesting. I could see it like, happening. 2019, he's just going to be like, we need to legalize this weed because the Democrats won't have the guts to fucking say it. I mean, there's a few that are – Cory Booker has said it and, like, Kamala Harris, I think. I don't maybe. trust
0: that motherfucker at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, think they, I think they see, you know, the momentum on this issue. Uh, Cynthia Nixon uh, running for governor of New York is saying – Flat out, we should legalize marijuana, which is good. And then, because of that, our awful Governor Cuomo has made some, uh, you know, gestures in the area of like medical marijuana, right? Um, But like, as far as someone like in the hands of Cory Booker, I mean, this gets back to this thing that we're talking about. Like, in no fucking universe could the Democratic Party ever just be like, "Um, yeah, uh, weed is legal now. Like, that's it. Like, it's legal. It's legal to buy it, grow it, sell it, smoke it have fun. It's always going to be like, well, you know, okay. It's going to, like, if you, you'll you'll get a card, right? And then as long as you fill out this Excel sheet that keeps track of your uh, marijuana use and you keep it within, uh, you know, a certain, uh, you know, sign curve on this graph, um, you will have access to, like, you know, or like, um, you know, again, you can fill out your taxes at the end of the year. You can get a slight rebate for all the times you were arrested for doing it you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or it's always like like all the hoops that they're going to make you jump through. There's this guy, there's this asshole, uh, Mark Kleiman. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but, uh, he's this like drug policy guy. He's this liberal drug policy guy. Who's again, one of these remora like parasites that just circles our political parties and the consulting class. It's a great racket. You just get paid to give PowerPoint presentations and tell groups of people what they already believe to be true get to like, yeah, reaffirm that they're actually correct. And he, he, his grift is like, he's like the, the weed policy guy for liberals. And as a result of that, of course, he, like his whole thing is like, uh, weed is, weed should be legal. It's, it's ludicrous that we're throwing people in jail for this, but also it's bad. And we should take steps to get people to, um, stop using it Even if when we legalize it, we need to make very we need to legalize it, but we need to have a process in place that makes people very guilty for choosing to do something that's legal. You know, And, and his his actual policy that he's proposed is sort of like a like you know, you can buy your weed from like a you know the distribution store or like the stores or whatever, but you have to you have to sort of check in and keep track of how much weed you're smoking. And he's like, if, if you're made to, um, you know, uh, if you're, every time you buy weed, you're confronted with like, oh, I, I smoked an eighth last week. Like that'll make you feel guilty and be like, Ooh, maybe I'm smoking too much weed. Like, you know, this isn't, and like, this is his whole thing is just like, again, not giving people the thing that they, the easy thing that just like. They want done. We legal. It's all about, yes, no, this is a bad thing. We want to make it better. But here's about 11 or 12 pointless fucking hurdles that you have to jump through to get there, to get to like half of what you want.
1: Yeah. Brett and I are are getting our cards on 9-11 this year. Excellent. It's it's September. So what happened here was they legalized it for medical and uh, their doctor's now giving cards. It's $70 and you have to renew it. Every six months, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's stuff like that. It's just like stuff that I, honestly, I don't want to think about. I don't want to think about renewing stuff again, filling out more forms, having an ID
1: card, shit like that. It's just one hundred and forty dollars a year tax for using weed. Basically, is what it is. Because the the medical thing we all fucking know is bullshit. Oh, it's for yeah, bullshit.
0: Yeah, again, it's, it's it's another it's another hurdle to keep you from what the the obvious thing the obvious solution that everyone wants it's like oh no no medical we have to create this this class of people who actually need it and no they don't like outside of like you know uh cancer patients or things like that like the vast majority of people who are using medical marijuana are fucking using it because they're like oh i'm tired i have anxiety
1: it's just (laughs) like well fucking everyone does
0: that's why smoking weed is good yeah
1: yeah, it, it was like we went to Denver and like it was cool, you know, we visited like a grow operation which fucking cool. kicked ass never stood around so much weed in my life, but we weren't allowed cool. to touch like any yeah. of it. Yeah, because it's against the law to give anybody weed for free and like it's it's like ruthlessly tracked and you yeah. like, have to ask for your ID like every single person you talk to in a dispensary needs to see your ID. Mm. And it's like, like, why are you treating this like fucking dynamite? It's it's the most safe shit you can get. You could probably get dynamite easier.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, when we were on the West Coast, we went to a couple uh, stores like in LA and Seattle that are just recreational stores. Like there's no card necessary. And I think I showed my ID when I walked in the door but it was like the easiest most civilized it was like it was like living in another galaxy it was just so like nice and efficient you walk in you just buy what you want and just walk out of the store it was just like the it was so civilized it was just so civilized that was like th- this is the the future that we've been waiting for
1: yeah i mean i remember being in 6th grade and like thinking they're never going to make weed legal and like that's when i started smoking weed so i went through like so many, like you probably did too, so many years where there was never even a world where weed could be possibly legal. You know, it, like, never, it always seems so far yeah. out, of, out of the realm of possibility. And now it's like just happening. And like the thing I really like about it now is that they're doing they had like a lot of them had to do a like a like they had to go around the government to get it like no politician was willing to do it so people had to vote for ballot initiatives to make it happen and i fucking love that that's how it happened because it it's such a popular thing and like when you go through an election cycle Where everybody has to talk about it, I think a shitload of people's attitudes about it even changes. You know, where if I where I can sit down and be like, well, guess what? You've known me like, you know, I can sit down with like my mother in law and be like, you've known me for fucking 20 years and I've been high for every fucking minute of those (laughs) 20. Every
0: every family function, you know. What what do you think was getting me through it?
1: When all the, all the times that I've been really fun at a party, I was on, I was hot, (laughs) I fucking swear. Like I, I, and like, we're, we're, we're here and like, there are people, the the funny thing is like with Denver, especially is the, there are people, there are people that just visit there for like square reasons. And like, they get high for the first time in their life. And they're like Mm -hmm. 60 year old people getting high for the first time. And I, I think that's like magical. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine being that high when
0: you're like 60, you know what I mean? Like that stage when you're, you know, just laughing at some bullshit, you know, for like 20 minutes or whatever. And then just
1: like eating a whole box of Oreos, you know, that's beautiful. It seems impossible to get the giggles now for me. And like when people do it the first time, they always get the giggles. And like you get to pick like you. I hate that like people are going to get to pick the kind of weed they get like when they first do it for the first time
0: (laughs) yeah i know those assholes god yeah the first time i got high was from like a dime bag sold in washington square park that was probably sprayed with raid or something yeah some fucking gross like just absolute lower than mids not even reggie just like just abominable Obama.
1: We used to buy 20 and eight. Weed if it was if it was 20 and 8, you were like, this is gonna be bad, man.
0: (laughs) No, if it was good, you'd be like, This is that this is that BC bud. Oh, it's that kind but look, you see the orange hairs on it, you know, and it's all such trash. Dude, Brian, you were god, it was like a couple of months ago, but you were fucking killing me. I was laughing so hard at just like just posting pictures of like just mids. Just yeah. the the absolute dog shit. We like a giant, or like in the worst roll joint like imaginable. There's like seeds spilling out of it. It looks like it's wrapped in toilet paper, like, but just like back when you like you know you're just like in high school or whatever. Like I, I you'd show me that picture and I'd be like, wow, look at all that kind bud, man. I wish I could just smoke it all, man.
1: My favorite pictures are from like high times in like nineteen, like in the early eighties or like late seventies, of like the weed of the year, <laughs> but
0: of the yeah, bud of the babe of the month,
1: yeah. And you would just look at them and be like, "That is trash, fucking weed." <laughs> and we used to think that the hairs on them, the colors, got you higher.
0: Yeah. That- oh yeah, those those orange hairs, man. Yeah, you got it. look at all those hairs, man. You can see all the
1: all, yeah. I'm writing something for my weed zine for the weed zine this month that will probably be already done by the time. No, this will this airs at regular time. So I'm writing something for the weed zine this month where I'm going like I'm doing like a retrospective of all the dealers that I've had. Oh, life.
0: that's such a good idea! Oh my god, <laughs> yeah,
1: and that's like so I, funny, uh, man. There, there were
0: some real characters there. I, right. I, I, I had I had two separate dealers that were both named White Mike.
1: <laughs> that's i mean i had uh i had a guy named jeremy that made me call him frank <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, like wouldn't let me call he wouldn't let him call for me like
0: uh for like opsec reasons you know he was giving an alias in case you know you were arrested and they were like where'd you get the weed from and you're like uh, uh, jeremy
1: like it yeah and it was so fucking much harder to tap somebody's phone back then too. Like they were so like all my drug dealers before cell phones were freaked out that their phones were tapped. And I'm like, they they weren't tapping anybody. Like nobody's, your phone in suburban Columbus, Ohio in Groveport, Ohio selling an ounce a week is not fucking tapped. (laughs) Oh man,
0: I had a, I think probably my favorite guy with someone who I'd have to go to his apartment. Um, so that's all already bad already, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was, a he was a weird guy and like, he lived there with his, uh, his girlfriend and I'd have to go there to like, just get like, you know, a dub or whatever, like okay. haze. Then of course he like, I don't know, I guess he liked me or whatever. So then it would always be the thing like, Oh, you have to like hang out or whatever <laughs> you have to talk yeah. for a little bit. Okay. But this guy's house. Was like a fucking pet store. He had every fucking kind of animal living oh. in this house. He had turtles, hamsters, salamanders, snakes, like a dozen rabbits. Like, it, and it's, it smelled like fucking just unspeakable. Like every kind of animal shit oh. imaginable in this stuffy little apartment. Just the the wood chips and all the fucking and fish and every it was. And I, you know,
1: yeah, and was always petting an animal when you got there. Like always,
0: that's the fucked up thing. They weren't like animals to pet or whatever. They were just rabbits, just like in cages or just roaming about. Like they were not even interacting with him in any way. He just liked
1: having all these fucking animals. And I guess, like you know, oh, bizarre. All the guys, like I, I recently had a guy who made me uh, watch him play Rocket League. A lot, like I just go over. I'm like, I'm a 40 year old man. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a 13 year old kid. <laughs> you can't sit here and watch you play Rocket League the whole time. But yeah, I've I've had like, yeah, I had one. My my weed dealer in like 2011. My weed dealer freaked out in 20, he freaked out in 2012. I like, he'd been my weed dealer for a year and he was so good at it. He was always available and I can always go over there. And then like fucking in like August, 2012, he thought the world was gonna end in December. So he left, he's still not fucking back. He's still running around the fucking country. Because he thought the world was gonna end on 2012. So like it really did those the effects of the 2012 end of the world thing. The Mayan apocalypse, yeah. the Mayan it's apocalypse. Still,
0: still being felt, yeah. Yeah,
1: they're reverberating through time. People thought that was goofy, but that it wasn't. My I lost a weed deal. I lost him for a while. And then like I had a guy that would only sell me half eighths for a long time. So it was like, um, Okay, well, <laughs> the, I'm going to have to buy weed every fucking 2 days. That's the other thing I love about like uh the legal states is that those uh the cartridges are so fucking readily available man. Mm, Yeah, I'm always hitting a cartridge. Like yeah. all, all day. I take them to the movies. I fucking carry them in my pocket all day. They're the fucking most amazing invention ever. Well,
0: uh- I, I was uh, I was uh, tweeting about this the other day. I, I saw I saw a tweet that was uh, referencing a, a news article about how um, you know movie theater chains are like you know really suffering now because like a lot of things like the experience of going to the movies is being replaced by you know the internet and like a home experience. You know people are just getting more and more sick of like group shared experiences. Even like malls are all dying now because people are just you know it's, it. The experience is being lost be, out of like the sort of convenience and uh, ease that the internet provides. So, like the, the peg of the article was like you know movie theater change want to know like what's it going to take to like get you back and get get Americans going to the movies in ways that they did in like the '90s or like at the heyday of like when the box office was king. And you know, a lot of them are, are going the sort of upscale route now, like the Alamo Draft House, where there's like, you know, big reclining seats and you can get a beer and food, and there's assigned seating and like stringently enforced, like no talking. You will be ejected for any, any fun going on in this movie. <laughs> you know? Um, and I was like, of course, uh, what you know, what would it take me to to get me back really going to the movies? And you know, I still go to the movies, but uh, I I would say number I said number one no commercials before the movie I only want to see movie trailers that that's the only thing I want to see trailers but I don't want to see any of that like you know first look with Maria Menounos no. none, none of that twenty none of those like yeah uh, I, I, here's my I, you know I'm a, here's my short film it's about drinking coke at the movies you know yeah. none of that bullshit I just want trailers. I do like assigned seating. I think that makes sense. It takes a lot of the stress out of going to a movie. If you're like, "Oh, can I get a good seat or not?" And then, uh, lastly, I was like, "Just let me smoke weed in the theater." Yeah. But I realized that that now that has become sort of superfluous because you know before it would always be like, uh, "Okay, I'm going to see the movie. It's playing at you know uh, 110th Street at you know this time." I'm gonna be in my house here. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip three bong loads before I go and try (laughs) to time it so that like hopefully my high hasn't completely worn off by the time that the uh, trailers have ended. You know, yeah. Now we're living in a a much better world where you can just vape or do edibles, and it's made that I think that's movie theaters need to start selling weed. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. how they got to get people back. Is they need to become dispensaries and movie theaters at the same time. Or
1: just encouraging it because. encouraging coming high or whatever streamlining the experience so here's the
0: thing movie theaters only make money on concessions they only break even on the movies so they have to keep you buying that like you know 15 dollars for a soda and popcorn or whatever nobody likes doing it nobody really likes popcorn all that much let you bring they should bring your own candy whatever sell drugs at the concession and that way they can
1: charge a, a high price put a volcano like in front of all the seats yes yes (laughs) you sit down and there's like a a a pumped up volcano balloon for you to just kind of hit on for the the whole experience
0: yeah oh that would be that would be fantastic
1: yeah i mean i i i'm 24 hours is what they need to do they might have that in new york though like, uh, but I think they, sh- I would love to have a 24 hour movie theater. Cause I mean, it, it's also like that it has to happen on their fucking time. And people hate when you have to work on somebody else. Like I hate like dealing with somebody else's time. I can't watch TV shows anymore. Cause I'm like, I just don't want to wait until next week to see it. So like better call Saul just started again. And I'm just going oh, to did. Yeah. Oh, I got to get on that. I'm just gonna. I'm probably just gonna wait until the season's over and binge it because I have such a hard time like keeping interest in anything. Like, Mm -hmm. but I guess some most of the stuff I'm watching is kind of shitty though. Like I'm watching Luke Cage, and it's like, of course that's taking forever uh, for me to watch.
0: So boring. Oh my god, every one of those Marvel shows is poison. Why are are they they boring? They're so bad. (laughs) Like if the. They could, they, it could conceivably be okay because they have like they have good actors doing it, you know. Like, it, it, but it's just like they do 13 episodes and like nothing happens for like the middle 10. Yeah,
1: they talk like, so they, much, like, there's so much fucking talking in those shows. Like, when I, was, when I saw Luke Cage, I was like,
0: I'm just like, when is he gonna get like shot with a hail of bullets and just be bulletproof and just kick people's ass? Like, they did that once on that show,
1: yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like the Democrats. They're afraid – like the way the Democrats are that afraid to so, give you yep. money, that they're is, terrified to give you action. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, exactly. That is that is so – yeah, the Marvel
0: Netflix shows are the, the Democratic Party of TV entertainment.
1: Well, the only thing I ever – I like The Punisher, but like that whole fucking show hey, – Brian, you said you
0: like The Punisher, man. Like I watched – I didn't even finish it. Like I oh, thought it man. was – Atrocious. I mean, I like John Berenthal a lot. I thought he was uh, excellent casting for the Punisher, but there was no fucking punishing. He I thought it was shitload. Like, none of that. It was just he about killed. like like an Edward Snowden plot line with that dude and his family, and then like yeah. the whole gun control plot line. I just thought he was just going to be like killing muggers in the streets in New York <laughs> or I'm going gonna- to war with the mob or whatever, like.
1: I might have oh. just let it slide because there's more action than any of the other ones. Well, you said you
0: really, you, you said you really love the pilot because like he's he's doing a construction job where he's pissing everyone off because he's working too
1: hard. <laughs> <laughs> he's staying late to sledgehammer it through fucking sheetrock. Yeah, I I mean I that's I, I that's why I like those Rambo movies because like the beginning of those movies, his job is always fucking right. hammering something. Yeah and hitting things with a hammer and that's what makes me like rambo that's what made me like the punisher but i do think the rest of the i watch i still watch all of them but it's like that same sickness you that i have to yeah with I, uh sons of anarchy yeah, like i you feel like to, i need to keep up with marvel and yeah. like i finally i think i'm fucking tired of it now like i, I finally have consumed I, too much marvel
0: <laughs> i tapped out i tapped out a, a while ago but i remember uh you had, you had a tweet a while ago that cracked me up where uh, when the Defenders was coming out and people were, I mean, that was dog shit too, but I, I never watched it. But people were like, oh, maybe this will be good. And you were like, uh, Netflix, like it should lock the Defenders for anyone who hasn't watched all of Iron Fist, <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't watched every episode of Iron Fist
1: i mean that's that is the kind of like punishment that like you should be punished for because i watched every episode of fucking iron fist because i fucking am a maniac and i feel like i need to know what's going on in marvel like because everybody fucking talks about marvel and like In my life, the only people that don't fucking talk about Marvel are like my friends that are online or like, you know, like you guys I don't see running around talking about Marvel all the time, you know. But like when I'm outside of like whatever my peers and stuff, when I'm not around them anymore, fucking all people talk about is Marvel. (laughs) Really? Wow. That's what it feels like to me. I feel like everywhere I go, they're like, you've seen the Ant-Man versus Wasp, and if you haven't seen it yet, you're like out of the. You're fucking out of the thing,
0: you know? I, mean, no. I don't know. Like, I, 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 th- I find some of the movie. I thought the Ant Man movie was good. I enjoyed it. I thought Thor Ragnarok was good. I thought that and was very was funny. Good. I really liked it.
1: You like? Did you like Infinity War? Uh, no, I did not. I didn't like it. Either.
0: I thought it was dog shit. I thought it was Struggles. fucking trash.
1: The show just session ruins it for me because they talk about how like how come like twenty minutes of this movie just took place in fucking Doctor Strange's house. <laughs> And now that I'm noticing that, like, so many scenes take place in the same place. No, the, the Netflix
0: shows, that is, like, it's astounding to watch them. Like they, like, they have two sets for, like, every episode. And that's it. Everything is indoors for the most part. And it's
1: just people talking indoors. Yeah. They're not fighting. It's like when yeah. Sons of Anarchy would get like halfway through need, the season. They'll be
0: like, well, we need to have a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> we need a quorum on this issue. <laughs>
1: They'd do 15 like, oh, episodes of meetings. Like, I just
0: want to see the drive I want to see them go to war with the Mexican mafia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean. that But that, Sons of Anarchy really would
0: like, it, it would do it would do some of that like, you know, angsty uh, brooding a lot. But then they would they would pull you back by like, you know, showing someone set on fire or castrated, or they'll uh, put a put,
1: they'll put know. a guy's head in a in a fucking chili pot. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> yeah. god, damn it! These guys are real scamps. They did a,
0: a fire ant execution
1: in one. Yeah, they're just. I, I mean, yeah, I I want I wish if they're gonna go dark with these fucking movies, then I want them to fucking really go. I want them to go fucking dark. Like they're always like, we're going dark. And then it's just, all that really means is like, there's going to be a lot more talking in this movie because Mm. like, it's more adult. This is a more adult presentation of comic book movies. I wanted to ask. uh, Go go ahead.
0: Oh no. I was gonna say about infinity war. I mean, it's like the most cliched thing to to say about it at this point, but like the stupid ending where like half of them, you know, disappear or whatever. Like, when they did that, like, were they assuming anyone in the audience would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe Spider-Man is dead and he's not <laughs> going to be in any more Marvel movies? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, I, like I mean, it's so fucking cynical that, like, they, like the, the characters who lived were all the – like, if they had done that and at the end of that movie, like, Captain America died or Iron Man died and they – stuck to it and like Chris Evans and Robert, or Robert Downey Jr. were like that's it I'm done with it like that would that would be cool because it would be like it would have some weight to it and it would be like well like the story matters because there are consequences for things that happen but the fact that they ended the movie and then like all of the you know tier two Marvel characters just disappeared is like shut up f- come on like Bl- Black Panther just made a billion dollars for Disney but yeah. they're like no no the, the character's gone the story's too important
1: we killed spider-man
0: spider-man he's dead he's
1: i'm sorry kid spider-man's fucking dead and he's never coming back
0: (laughs) my daughter didn't
1: cry when spider-man died because i don't think she was expecting it to end at that time like they were going to come back alive and that is the bullshit thing about it is like yeah you know they're all coming back to life it's not
0: all coming back to life they're all going to be in the next 20 fucking movies it's it's I mean, and if you're Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans, I thought you would be begging them at this point to kill off your character. Like, have you made enough fucking money from these movies? You must be sick of it.
1: One of the bummers is that, like, uh, that it's turned – like, I, I talked about this I, I, uh, on a third show that is going to be out fucking 100 years from now, but about how, like, back when I was younger, on a Friday night, like five or six movies came out and you got to pick between like which of those movies you were going to see and there would be like a romantic comedy and an action movie and a fucking sci-fi movie and now it's always just one movie comes out and everybody goes and sees it and, and it's on like seven screens at the movie theater and that's what everybody goes sees and that marvel thing i think Marvel has been the thing now that it's like, and it seems like it's always just a fucking another Marvel movie coming out or a star Wars. There's all, all the movies are Marvel and star Wars and and Pixar now.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of star Wars, I was going to say the one star Wars movie of late that I did like was a rogue one.
1: I liked it too. I thought
0: rogue one was really good. And I mainly, I was so impressed by it because they killed everyone at the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, well, wow! Like it, the, the way they connected it to like the the first Star Wars movie, it, it made sense because it was like, well, yeah, these people, these characters, and what they did and their sacrifice like mattered. Yeah, like it
1: Everything means mattered. like yeah.
0: like, it, like it had like it had consequences and like it it mattered like what they did and like that the, they these characters lived and died in this you know fantasy universe even if it is silly Star Wars shit. But like, yeah, just. Yeah, kill. They didn't even. They did. They didn't even kill Carrie Fisher, who's actually dead in the Last Jedi. Oh, I hated that. Like, you thought halfway through the movie she was gonna die when they blow up her ship, but then she doesn't. And I'm like, what's the point? In, like, don't you want some catharsis? Do you want something to matter here? When Harrison Ford died in that Force Awakens shit, that that was lame as hell too. Because he, he you could tell like that death was a sweet release for him. He did not want to be in that movie at all. Man, he was fucking bored out of his mind. And speaking of weed, I someone was telling me the other day that Harrison Ford is like a huge stoner. And I, I totally buy is. it. I totally like buy a it. He's like an
1: earring guy. Yeah, he's an <laughs> earring
0: guy. Exactly. <laughs> and he always seems tuned up in like TV interviews and press stuff.
1: Yeah. I saw Solo and hated it. Like, I thought it was like the fucking ugliest movie I've ever seen. One of the ugliest movies. Cause everything was fucking gray in that movie. And I'm like, you get to travel to all fucking different kinds of planets and every one of them are just fucking gray or a desert. <laughs> yeah. All right, Will. I, I thank you for coming on and, and cover him for Brett for me. It's always really fucking fun.
0: My pleasure here. Can I do uh can I do one more whip it to uh to close out the show?
1: Hell yeah. Well while you're getting your whip it set up, you know, he's Will Maneker on Twitter that you all know him. He's he's a part of the lore of this show. And he has his own show, Chapo Trap House. So listen to that. And you guys have oh a and book also, also out. buy our book.
0: Buy <laughs> their
1: book. Buy their okay. books. I'm gonna buy it. I'm August 21st
0: it. in stores everywhere. Okay, I'll here we go. It.
1: I'm gonna go to Barnes and Noble's and buy it.
0: Or uh ask your local lo- uh ask your local library to stock it. That's the uh socially responsible socialist thing to do. That's
1: what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna you do gonna patronize
0: for you. uh you know
1: the evil conglomerates like Amazon. I have All a right. huge fine now at my library, so they might not give a shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Buy the book. Yeah, buy his book. Thank you, Will, for doing this show. And Brett will be back at the call show, folks. Thank so, you, Brian. Thank you, Street Fight. Say hi to Brett for me. I will. And uh, we'll have Brett on the next call show. There's no more guest hosts for probably a year. Bye. Bye. Love the Street Fight. I'm chilling, wood spinning, no bedless Cadillac pimping. I'm cruising choosing, that's cool cause I'm Cadillac pimpin', go spinning, go grilling, liquor spillin', Cadillac pimpin'. keep riding, car sliding, that's cool cause I'm Cadillac pimping. You know, as I feel and dive, I smoke on to keep it high, in disguise I emphasize the right to reply, with these words under her. I swerve through a blur, dodging these s- to figure we a re-ops blur, it's for having a nerve, see homeboy you made a choice, but the grind you standing on and walking on is getting more. plus the Cadillac, so, slightly you've been slipping. I'm really how it goes when these ties begin to grip and shift and roll. Back to the spot, well, shaking. I'm waking, riding on out. Am I gonna make it? And pimp on like we're gay, no shower. See, we've been doing this from way back long. 92, aqua blue on the things we roll. With a cup full of liquor, blowing good on swole. So, let's ride, till we can't ride no damn mode. We Cadillac pimping hard, see my for sure. I'm chilling, we spinning. No bed, Cadillac. Choosing, choosin', that's cool, cause I'm cadillac pimpin', go spinning, go grillin', liquor spillin', cadillac pimpin', keep riding, car slidin, that's cool, cause I'm cadillac pimpin'. Triple white cadillac, but I call it the goose. Cause goo. you watch your power, baby girl I'm the truth. truth. Over- Like a whole post, post, whole chain, still gripping, gripping the wine. The wine, simple chain, stay ahead of, stay ahead of got the, got the game. The grill diamond off in the back, the back. Got some men, paint the, the chains of the, legs, chains the All day, I don't know how don't to act. How that to act. game down, pack should be running the track. Running the Get track. Some money from me. then see how they react. How to show react. how real come down, like down like that. I'm chilling, wood spinning. No bed lifts, Cadillac pimping. cool, cause I'm Cadillac Pimping. singing, go, go grilling, liquor spilling, Cadillac Pimping. keep riding, car sliding, that's cool, cause I'm Cadillac pimpin'. I got a yeah. lack with a rag Louis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Top. with a that top, down the cut interior, 15s mm-hmm. to 15s up. Up. I'm a whip mm-hmm. from the at and Lies and a pair of When you see me in the street, holler at player. Rose Never die, only time on tell till then, it's Cadillac steering wheel Take one well. look and gather round for this 2 dope show We liquor spilling, go reeling in the El Dorado We're rolling through this spot see which gon' follow Cause we cool cootie, brown, passing round the bottle The it's so clean, I put this thing in throttle And for it, are we cruising the wind like Roscoe? So, so you gon' know us when you see us when we ride on by. Toe. Cause it'll never end through the eyes of my foe I'm chillin', put spinning. Cadillac pimpin', I'm cruising, choosin', that's cool, cause I'm Cadillac Pimpin' boat spinning no grillin', liquor spillin', Cadillac Pimpin' keep riding, car siding, that's cool, cause I'm Cadillac Pimpin' I'm chillin', Wood spinning, no bed Cadillac pimpin', I'm cruising, choosing, that's cool, cause I'm Cadillac.